0: Welcome to On the Home Front. My name is John Murphy. You might be listening to us live on the radio at WIOLI AM 1400, or maybe digital FM at 95.3. Glad to have you with us on this Wednesday afternoon, smoky as it is, though, coming in. You could really taste the air today coming in. But we're also on YouTube along with the other 5 o'clock shows, so you can always catch these shows any time to stay up to date with all these great stories we're sharing with you on the program today. We're going to have three segments. In a short while, we're going to talk with people from the Ashford Arts Council. And then we'll talk to Chris Beaudry from the uh, Side Door Jazz Club in Old Lyme. We do quite a bit of coverage this year of all the different venues in the area. And they're all within a half an hour or so of our area to give you a chance to see music, support musicians, and enjoy the quiet corner at the best time of the year to be out and about. So we're going to begin today looking at the Coventry Arts Guild. I'm very happy to have Richard White back in the house today. He is the board president. He's on my far right today, if you're watching us on the camera. And also next to me is Tim Timberman. He's a board member as well as a musician, and he's involved with several of the events coming up this month. So first of all, thanks, guys, for being here and for all the work you're doing throughout the year for the arts.
1: It's great to be back, John. It's it's been a busy spring for us. We've uh, you know we were dead quiet through the COVID years, and we're getting our back up on the horse. And uh, our programming has been funded by the um, state um, office of. Cultural Affairs and uh, Office of
0: the Arts, right?
1: And, and no, it's the uh, Humanities, Connecticut humanities. Humanities. humanities, and we've also yeah. been, been funded again by the uh, by the Town of Coventry, so we have good support, and we're getting uh, we're getting out there and doing stuff. And so, uh, the first thing we're going to want to talk about today is our Make Music Day coming up this month, and I'm going to hand this off to Tim Timberman, who's the quarterback of that event on uh, June 21st. And, uh, on the solstice
2: every on year. The solstice. On the solstice, yes. and
1: uh, he can give you some background and tell you what we got cooking.
2: Well, uh, Make Music Day started in, in France in 1982. Uh, it was basically a, a festival of music to celebrate music and all music, and everyone is invited to play, sing, dance. It's it's the celebration of music on the on the summer solstice, and so uh our we have we're fortunate to have two events going on this uh this year with uh make music as we did last year Mm -hmm. uh the one uh is going to be at the uh make uh it's going to be at the song of day music center uh ruth O'Neill and jim hammett will be celebrating make music at their music studio uh at at 2809 boston turnpike uh, which is route 44 And I I believe it runs from about uh, 3 to 8. And so uh, there's their family of musicians will be celebrating there. Uh, Our second venue will be in Coventry, also in Creaser Park, which is at 109 Case Road, and will also be from 3 to 8. It will uh, will be under the pavilion. Uh, There's a large pavilion. It's about 30 by 60. It's got a roof. We have yep. electricity. We'll, we'll be providing uh, microphones, sound system. We'll have cables, amplifiers, microphones, and uh, so uh, being on a, under a, under roof, will be uh, will be there, uh, rain or shine, and uh, and we're encouraging people, uh, just anyone who wants to play, who enjoys playing music. Uh, if you're a beginner. Uh, or a professional, we, we want all to come together and we want to celebrate and c- celebrate uh, Make Music Day.
0: I just want to mention one more thing, too. This, uh, the history of this is, is a bit more radical because the whole idea is that you have music in places where you don't normally have music. You can always have it in a theater, but it could be on your front porch, it could be in a parking lot, it could be in a park. It could be in a street corner somewhere. It's just the idea of having music in the environment everywhere throughout the whole day of the solstice. And if you go to the main website, makemusicday.org, that will tell you across the world what they're doing, including the U.S., so then you can search by the state. And there's a whole bunch of activity in the new London area that goes on. Fairfield has some of the stuff. New Haven does. And if you go to the website, you can figure out all the events because they're all adding up right now because the solstice is just a few days away. Two weeks weeks. away. Two weeks (laughs) away. And by the way, I wanted to ask Tim a question because as a musician, he's played before, I think twice. Can you tell me what it's like in the spirit of the day compared to playing somewhere that you might do normally? On this day, what made it different for you? Well, it,
2: it's different in so much as that everyone is there to enjoy themselves, and to and and what's what's what made me uh, see the the the, uh, the what the day meant was basic. We had we had a, a young student of, of Tim Maynard's, who's in Manchester, mm-hmm. six years old, and he That's played sick. the he played the electric guitar. He played Wild Thing, wow, and the Trogs, right? Yes, the trucks, and he played the solo, and six years old, and the kid nailed it, and... So he moved you. He moved you. Oh my God! It was it was I just know. like, jo- you know, watching six year old playing a guitar. You know, uh, Sweet. I, I wished I could play that good when I was sixteen. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, sometimes you find kids have a natural gift, yeah. and then they have access at the right time when someone hands them an instrument, and mm-hmm. then you unleash it. And
2: this kid worked. Yeah. He he yeah. worked and practiced, and and like I said, he nailed it. And and I think everybody everybody. It, uh, at the event, really, uh, was, was moved by that, you know, and, and encourage it, and the other thing is it was encouraging, uh, just to accept everybody at whatever level, it doesn't matter. That's right. Making music is, 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 it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's, it's, it's really something that's, it's, uh, very emotional and, and, uh. Yeah, and a great thing
0: whatever level you're at you share what you are right now and, the, and, beauty and the people the people that attend uh, appreciate it
2: and, and that's what it's all about yeah
0: so thanks to Ruth and Jim too they've been doing this for several years now they've been yes. with this whole thing so anyway I just want to mention the website too to follow up on everything they're talking about is CoventryArtskill.org and you can follow up on everything but there's more events going on too they're very busy I know you have things and there's another spoken <clears> word thing coming up
1: we've been okay. having a a trio of open poetry open mics this uh this spring, and the third one will be the end of this month um this is uh friday june twenty third and they happen at Millbrook place, which is one of the venues we frequent in the village of coventry twelve sixty seven main street and we've had uh you know 30 people come along each of the previous two times we did this, the end of uh, May and the end of April. So uh, we're looking for another uh, smash hit open mic poetry uh, evening at, uh, nice. at Millbrook Place on June 23rd. And one other thing that I wanted to, to mention, and this is coming right up because I've been framing pictures and uh, <clears throat> getting my, my kit ready, uh, this weekend is the uh, Art and Garden Tour around yep. Northeast Connecticut, and there are uh, nine locations and about 18 artists, six of whom are Arts Guild members, which is why I take the liberty of putting it in uh, as one of the feathers in our cap, even though it's not an like Arts Guild um, activity. So um, I will be at um, Barbara Timberman's studio on Main Street in uh, in Coventry. But if you uh, if you Google Connecticut, Connecticut Art, art, and arts and garden Connecticut. Oh. Well, I got a
0: website on the flyer here. It's uh, it's a Mansfield, Wellington, and Coventry. There's yeah. three towns. It's, it's right. a smaller zone, but yeah. it's a real nice, quick local. Uh, and it's artgardenct.com. dot com. Artgardenct and that's. But then you have artist open studios later. Yeah. that's the whole this
1: region. Is, this right? is an earlier version and smaller. So it runs from ten in the morning to five in the in the evening this both weekend, Saturday right. and Sunday Great. Uh, so uh, get the, get a look at the website, see who's out there They have good, good good coverage of all the different artists that'll be around there and especially if you see something that you'd like to to put in your your new family room um, mm-hmm. head to that one and uh, share share some of the wealth with the with the starving artists
2: <laughs> and gardeners and starving <laughs> gardeners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's that, that's what we got cooking, and then uh, by, the, by the end of the summer we're going to be uh, doing our f- Arts on Maine festival. So um, if you're interested in being a vendor, we have vendor openings for Arts on Maine. So uh, check the website for uh, vendor opportunities. That same website, CoventryArtsGuild.org. Um, so uh, that's what we cook. That's what we got cooking.
0: Tim, do you know of other music-related activities just by chance, since you're connected a little bit? I know there's a lot happening. Sometimes I don't get the word until a couple of days before, but I know there's a lot happening. I see stuff on Facebook. Uh, yeah th-
2: there's and that's something that the art guild is looking at besides one step beyond the uh, the make music day is and right. how we're having an open uh, mic for poetry we're looking at uh, possibly come uh, autumn maybe doing a, a open mic for music almost kind of maybe a coffee house type of thing uh, there's a, uh, there used to be a, a Open mic up at uh, Vanilla Bean, uh, which uh, they That's stopped right. doing, uh, but uh, they still have music up there. But they're not doing the open mic. But this might be a venue for some people to gain confidence and play. Sure, playing, uh, playing in front of people is 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 not uh, is not easy <laughs>
0: No, you're smiling right now but it takes <laughs> but a lot to get comfortable it, it, doesn't it? you have
2: to be comfortable yeah. and 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 playing at these open mics and like it, at make music uh it's uh gains confidence and and uh, and you just get feel more at ease and and you can you can play better uh people mention that too when we have our open mic for poetry uh when to get in front of people and to read your own poetry, mm-hmm. it's it's it can be a, scary, uh, but go do it and mm-hmm. and I tell you, I was I was amazed. The last two uh, poetry uh, open mics we had in Coventry were, were amazing, it, with the enthusiasm of the people that they came, the appreciation of the people that came because they and and the quality was was unbelievable. Uh, I I really it was my first time I'd been to an open mic poetry reading. Okay. And this was it opened my eyes. It was really amazing.
1: It also opened my heart. This this these readers were were reading from the heart. I was startled at how personal some of the poetry and the reflections were um in in a good way um revealing about, you know, Significant events in their lives, pain in their lives, uh, happiness, and uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, And there were, you know, often there was family. There was a mom there who was who was coaching her college-age daughter and um, having a, you know, great um, interaction and going through all the. Um, the she had a, an insider's view of what the daughter was talking about, but sure. but there was the energy was just infectious. I it think you just,
0: mentioned about half of the audience was there to read. Yeah, right. That's a large yeah. number. That's half the crowd. Yeah.
1: we had 18 readers the first night, and the, the second night the readers there was 14, I think. And we they got the readers got to do a short second round.
0: And also, just uh, just you know, if you look back at them, what was the age range? I'm always wondering about new writers coming out who are younger people who have been at it for a while they're more comfortable in front of a crowd and what that mix is like it was
1: a good mix there was yeah. there was a, one group i think maybe four or five who were students from yukon okay. uh, and their their professor had uh, co- corralled them and brought them over and gave them a um, <clears throat> he was he was one of our consultants in putting the whole thing together in advance and he brought f- i think five or six students and so they they read and they, they were they were very good and uh, then there was there were some that were there were much more more hip hop flavored some young some cool cats you know that kind of, that kind of thing and then there was some older older folks um, one one woman who was who was a teacher read a very moving poem that she had written on the occasion of the um, the Sandy Hook shootings and what it was like to be a teacher in that in that universe that was that was collapsing for teachers wow uh, so they were they were some very deeply uh, felt um emotions that were uh, that were broadcast in that in that uh, event and each each one was, was the same and there was some fun too but uh, it was just it was a joyful night and everybody just uh, just celebrated and it, it was, uh, was
0: do you have fun. an idea if any of those were ever recorded what's you know to have that on your website would be such a draw with a supper release you know well I, I'll tell you, you I'll, or for I'll those tell you that a want secret to. that I'm thinking
1: oh. I'm thinking yeah to, to recap uh, with the writers that, that have read for the um for it and invite them to submit to do it like a chapbook at the end of the year so we okay. have so- something published um but re- recording it is another is another possibility yeah, it's just technical step above what we've got uh-huh. but um but I, w- I would i would like to have a have a good uh, at least a written record uh, yeah. of, uh, of what uh, what they've gotten
0: yeah, having those on the website can help people connect really quickly. And when you yeah. see a few other people, wow. Well, that's what they're all doing. They're using this new technology apart from all the hype and craziness that's going on. Yeah. It's a great tool. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. it is. It's it true. is.
1: And Linda Blakesley is our uh, our host and master of ceremonies, and she's she's been doing these in in and around the area.
3: Right. She
1: she works in uh, Manchester, and there is a, a regular uh, open mic uh, for poets in in Manchester, and she's a regular player there. Now she's she's a captain of her own ship, and she loves it. She's a and she's a she's a firecracker. She just really. Uh, energizes the whole process. So uh, if you're uh, <clears> of <throat> if if any mind to, to think about coming, uh, do it. You will not be disappointed.
0: Well, if you're listening to us on the radio right now, we're talking with Richard White and Tim Timberman from the Coventry Arts Guild about their summer events. And the website to follow up is CoventryArtsGuild.org. They've got this great festival on Wednesday, June 21st. The International Make Music Day on the solstice. The Open Mic Poetry coming up on the 23rd. All this stuff is on the website for you. So thanks for making all this stuff accessible to people and for all the hard work you do to give everybody a good time. And thank you, John, for giving us a platform on a regular basis. A pleasure. Good to have you here. Good to be here. Okay. So we're going to take a short break on the home front. You stay with us. We'll be right back. Here's some messages. So you got some photos, okay, of us? Yes. We got some. Okay, great. We'll do my best again. To Theodore. Uh, <laughs> Although he always preferred Ted. Well, actually, his name
2: was, isn't Ted. It's it, Ted is his nickname. Right.
0: He's
2: he's actually a. My name is DeWilton Wilton Timberman.
0: That's right.
2: Tim and Wilton. his name was his name is DeWilton Wilton Dallas Timberman. <laughs> so, but. He, when he was born, we thought, boy, that's a that's heavy a name. <laughs> so he was Ted. Yeah. And we it said, worked. we'll call him. Because t- we liked the name Ted. We said, what about Theodore? No, not oh. crazy. What about Edward? No, not crazy about that. It's
0: my middle name, Edward. After my grandpa. Ah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So he's... he's yeah. My my grandfather was DeWilton. My dad was D. Wilton, I'm a DeWilton. My son's a DeWilton. And he so he's got that chain, and then Dallas is my wife's maiden name. And so... So he's got a
0: formal name, but Everyone
4: calls it. I remember they rope stuff
0: from the signatures. T- t- yeah. but, but give them my best. And tell them, by the way, if you do see them, yeah. right now the station is planning a celebration of its history 100 years. And they're ah. looking for veterans to come back and send in air checks or audio from their shows. Oh. So if Ted has any connection to Jason McMullen, who's the manager, okay, have him contact them. They sent an email out. I found out about it a couple of days ago from okay. somebody who told me, yeah. so spread the news. Yeah. Richard, good yeah. to see you, man. Thank okay. you again, John. We'll take, take care. Too. Okay, thanks again, Tim. Good you. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a good one. Have a great summer. You take care. All righty. Hey, there we go. Hello there. Try to call, uh, Deb's gonna be late. So we'll do the phone call now. Okay. Sorry to put you on the spot, but we'll sorry. just wing it. And then we'll play a song in between. Okay. After the spots, we'll just do it that way. Uh, sorry, man. No,
3: it's all good. Let me just throw on some news. Sure. So that way we have three
0: minutes. <clears throat> uh, how much time do we have to fill? I can talk, um, too.
4: Um, four minutes. Because hmm. so I just put on some news,
0: so. Oh, good. Yeah. Perfect.
3: Hi, this is Matt Ruth from WILI. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm going to put you on hold, and I'll pass you through to John Murphy, okay?
1: Thank
0: you. This is 456 four five six fourteen hundred, right? Uh, the phone number? Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Okay. I'm going to see. Uh, he, he may... Well, let's see. Uh, how much time do we have on the network? minutes okay he said he might be able to call us directly on a landline from his office oh, okay which might be better than a cell the sound quality seemed pretty good oh well if it's good okay hey, yeah. me it through and we'll see. sure oh, uh, sure microphone. we're not recording now are we No. good it doesn't matter though hey Chris hey John oh great okay uh, we're on your cell right now right
3: yeah, should I I would love to uh, do the in line just in case of service uh, disruption.
0: Oh, okay. Well, why don't you call 860-456-1400? And this way it will be more stable. 860-456-1400. Correct. Calling it right now. All right. Super All right, duper. hang up now then. Okay, we'll hang up to be ready for you, okay?
3: All right. I just got a busy tone.
0: Yeah, and that's because we're on talking on it right now. We have to break off.
3: Okay. All right. Bye. Right.
0: Yeah, he didn't quite figure that out yet. It's like, do oh, Yeah, right! That's okay, baby, don't worry. No need to have a heart attack. It's okay. I'll have the heart attack for all of us. <laughs> don't worry. I've got some music for you, buddy. Cool. Yes. WRLI. Hey, I'm going to put you on
5: hold,
0: and I'll pat you right through. Thank you. Okay. Hello there. Hi again. Christopher, how are you hanging in with the job, man? It must be exploding your head, but you're happy at the same time, right?
3: That's a pretty uh, spot on assessment, yes, sir. I
0: know. Are you having a chance to do anything with your music, or is it pretty much that's kind of on hold at the moment? I'm just curious. Yeah,
3: no, uh, so, you know, I can't play the weekend Prime nights, obviously, Friday, Saturday, but uh, I have a regular Tuesday gig in Mystic, so it's keeping me afloat. Ah. Where do you play? It's called the Port of Call. It's the sister restaurant to the Oyster Club, uh, both owned by Dan Meiser, who's a restaurateur in the area. Uh, He also owns the Engine Room, so he's kind of a mystic uh, staple there.
0: Okay, and what's the name of the band again?
3: Well, uh, for lack of a better working name, uh, we just go by the Adam Anderson Quartet. Adam is a bassist and actually luthier um, at... uh, Upton mm. Bass, which is a, a bass manufacturer in uh, Mystic, so, yeah.
0: Adam Anderson Quartet, yeah. So I went to the website, and it's got lots of stuff on him man. The photos look really sweet, and I see you're booked all the way through early July now, so uh, yeah. you know, we can talk Planning. about the schedule. I want to talk about the South African guy, uh, Makathini. I've heard some incredible things about him.
3: Yeah, And though. Yeah. you got 15
0: yeah. seconds. 15 seconds, Chris, so stand by, Okay.
3: Perfect, thanks.
0: Thank you for jumping in today. and the most I'm gonna come down with Rita this month.
3: Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. All right,
0: stand by.
4: There you go. Three, two, one
0: Okay, we're back live for the second part of our program today. For the third part, we're going to have folks coming from the Ashford Arts Council. One of our guests is coming in, but this is a live show right now, and she's having a little travel delay, so she'll be our third segment today. They have a lot to share with you. But right now, I'm happy to continue our focus on live music in our region. As you know, I've been covering all the venues within an hour of Manic. and you know, one of them that really is dedicated to jazz is the Side Door Jazz Club at the Old Lime Inn, and I had the general manager and friend Chris Baudry here on the phone today. He wasn't able to be up here with us because he's actually at the club uh, working full-time building a great program to bring a lot of New York music up uh, to the shoreline. So uh, first of all, Chris, thanks for your work for the music to keep it alive and well and thanks for being here today.
3: And John, right back at you, thanks for everything you do to promote live and local
5: Yeah.
0: Well, look, I know it's been a big change for you, because at first, I guess, at at some point, you were helping them with some of their programming. And then you really got more and more into the operational side. So from that new role, what is your sense of the overall scene for live jazz in our region and how the musicians you talk to, when you get them, you know, in the club, how are they doing overall when it comes to being live?
3: Well, uh it's been an interesting journey. I I celebrated two years uh, at the venue uh, as the manager and artistic director slash agent this past April. And come May, the club actually celebrated its 10th year in operation. So 10-year anniversary is really something to behold, especially considering they went through the rocky patch of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. closed down. Uh, but we are in full swing, and uh, word is getting out both among the patrons and the musicians. Uh, my job has actually become progressively easier because of the word-of-mouth factor. Uh, these world-class musicians are now referring us uh, as a viable venue between New York and Boston. And not that it has never been, uh, right. but I think the the word-of-mouth, uh, you know, wildfire for, cheese I guess, really lack of a better term... <laughs> Um, is, is really taking off. Um, and we celebrated uh, the 10-year anniversary weekend. Uh, owner Ken Kitchings went ahead and bought himself a 10-year gift uh, of a Hammond C3 organ. We're one of a very few handful venues in Connecticut that now has an in-house organ. Uh, and we debuted it with the Chris Potter Quintet. Chris Potter has uh, played with everybody from Herbie Hancock. He's headlined uh, Newport Jazz oh, Festival. Oh, yes, indeed. He's on, he's on Steely Dan albums. Um, you look up Chris Potter on Google, saxophonist, not the actor from uh, Kung Fu: The Legend Continues. But uh, anyway, we had him. All we right. had him for a weekend, and it's just been, you know, a snowball effect since, and we're just we're rolling with it.
0: Oh, that whole ham and beef, the whole organ thing to me is like a religious experience. Jimmy Smith, all these folks, Mm. Lonnie Smith, uh, so that's that's in-house, you know. It's like for some people, oh, you have a Steinway Grand, eh? Okay, that's nice for that kind of music. Mm. Uh, So just kind of run down the next month, because we're doing this early in June, and you have quite a program going in the next month. Uh, I guess I was wondering how you were figuring out how to program it in terms of uh, who's available at the time, and what are your choices in terms of different variety and styles?
3: Yeah, yeah uh, it's it's always a, a massive puzzle that yeah. I thoroughly enjoy working with, but now I have that added additional piece of uh, the organ in-house, so I, I have oh, the, yeah. the, the privilege and the pleasure of, of booking uh, world-class organ uh, acts, uh, of which we actually debuted the organ with, a private event kind of uh, thanking, um, you know, long uh, fans and patrons of the club. Uh, we had a private event with the Brian Charette Trio. Brian uh, is actually from Connecticut, and now he's like one of the most in-demand organists on the scene. Uh, and then we had uh, Anna Petrova was with the Chris Potter uh, quintet that I mentioned. But we have uh, coming up uh, this weekend. Today is Wednesday, June 7th, but on uh, Friday, June 9th, we have Victor Gould and his trio. Uh, he's got the legendary Buster Williams on bass.
1: Oh, my goodness.
3: Uh, and then on Saturday, June 7th, we have Joe Fitz, Fitzgerald, who's actually an old Lyme, uh local now. But he's bringing uh, like the ultimate all-star band featuring Hendrik Mierkens, who's a world-renowned uh, harmonicist, jazz harmonica. Uh, and also uh, Bill Easley, who's a saxophonist of 84 years, and he's played with everybody. I, I advise people to check out his profile uh, online, but he's played with everybody who's anybody. And then we're going into the uh, pre-Juneteenth uh, weekend, and we're very fortunate to have Cyrus Chestnut and his trio back uh, for two nights. That's uh, right, two Cyrus, nights. Cy- Cyrus is a major proponent of African-American history, uh, you know, more, mostly along the lines of jazz. Uh, but we're also kind of uh, sandwiching in the middle a great Juneteenth celebration of poetry and music, and that's at the Old Lime Inn on the 17th, which is Saturday. Uh, from 2 to 4, we're actually having Connecticut Poet Laureates, uh, current and past, uh, of African-American descent, and they're going to be doing some readings that is actually coupled with live jazz on our lawn. Uh, so it's going to be a po- poem reading followed by uh, the Jesse Hamine Quartet. Uh, so they're going to do a back-and-forth kind of thing for two hours, and then we have Cyrus Chestnut on site. Who knows? He may even sit in with that group. That's the magic of this place. Sure. Uh, and then following that, uh, we were talking a little before we went on air, we have Ndudzo uh, who's actually the first African-American, African, I'm sorry, African from the continent of Africa, uh, pianist to be signed to the Blue Note label, the Blue Note record label. Um, so we're, like, super stoked to have him. Uh, and then we have Sarah Hanahan, who's a Connecticut native. She studied at the Hart School of Music. She's an altruist. Uh, whom now you can find uh, solos with um, Emmett uh, Cohen on his very popular podcast. And then we have Mimi Fox, uh, who's a brilliant guitarist, bringing her organ trio for a whole weekend. And I'm about to unleash, unveil the entire summer schedule, uh, which features actually Joey Alexander is coming back with his trio for three nights. Um, We have Christian Sands coming back for three nights, Jimmy Green coming back for three nights. We have to do three-nighters because the two nights sell out fast now. So I'm actually adding an extra night, and I'm just so, like, over the top about how uh, how this club is moving along. What a pleasant dilemma.
0: What a pleasant dilemma. You have to add nights. That's sweet. So you add Thursdays? Is that what you do?
3: Well, it depend, you know, it depends, like uh, we've discussed in the past, you know, the routing of the artists. So, you know, oh, yeah. if uh, they're playing in New York uh, Sunday through Wednesday, then it might be a Thursday. But uh-huh. if they're playing on the other end, it might be a Sunday. Uh, so I would just advise folks to uh, check out sidedoorjazz.com or sign up for our email list at the bottom of sidedoorjazz.com.
0: Yeah. Uh, you had mentioned Hendrik Merkins, one of my favorite harmonica players. He's like in the school of Toots Steelmans or Gregory Marais. Right. Just a phenomenal mm. style. chromatic, the whole thing. And so he's in the quintet. Has he been with them a long time? Have I lost track of him that way?
3: He, uh, I think this is um, like a very special all-star quintet that is not so much a working touring quintet, but it's like right. a one-off. So, I wow. mean, if you really want to catch something special that's not... You know, you can't actually like you know follow their tour or catch them at a at a blue note or anything like that. You can only see them in this configuration at the side door uh, this Saturday. So, yeah, special.
0: What do you think the issues are for the overall network for musicians now? You can have a couple of spots, like I think of uh, the classic Shabu when you talk about the jazz scene between New York and Boston, like even before Toad's Place, You know, the Shabu was the spot between the two big towns and that, that gave them a wonderful at the right time. And you're doing that now, but what's the network for the jazz clubs as far as you talk to your other peers in other areas, what's it like as a network?
1: Well,
3: uh, I actually encountered uh, a routing issue with an artist who's coming through in November, and uh, it was because we had them scheduled on a Saturday, and he called me up and said, Listen, uh, I'm wondering if you guys can actually move my gig to a Friday because we're trying to work something out on our way up to Scullers in Boston. Oh. Uh, and, you know, I'm taking a look at the calendar, and, and we try to do that for the artists because it makes, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely in their favor to be able to play as many nights as possible in a string that they're not zigzagging across the country right. um, so we try to accommodate them to the you know best of our ability so hopefully we're going to make this work for this artist but you know up the northeast corridor if your origination point is new york uh you're coming to the side door first uh you know it's on a good night an hour 45 minute drive two hour drive uh, then you're going up to Boston, Scholars, uh, right. and then you're going up to Portsmouth, uh, New Hampshire, because they have a great, uh, actually massive uh, size comparison-wise uh, jazz club, 350 seats. It's called Jimmy's Jazz and Blues, um, and that opened, oof, I want to say, a year and a half, maybe two years ago. Um, so artists are now booking, uh, you know, kind of uh, an endpoint date at Jimmy's in Portsmouth. Uh, and then we're coming up on festival season, so we have a lot of these, you know, massive uh, artists that otherwise we might not be able to get because of the budget. But since they're playing uh, festivals, they're able to use those as what we call anchor dates. Uh, so a, a musician will play Saratoga Jazz Festival or um, you know the Discover Jazz in Burlington Festival in, in Burlington, Vermont, and then they'll reach out to us and say, Hey, I got a date here. I'm wondering if you can fit me in. Uh, so once again, another uh, good problem for me to have in terms of booking these these amazing acts.
0: Sure. And, you know, the cooperation goes such a long way because if you help an artist with a tour, I mean, they remember that, too, in the future. And it helps everybody if they have to move their date sometimes for you. It goes mm. all around, right? I'm sure it comes mm. to you that way, too.
3: Mm. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, it, it's where we have the back of the artists, and the artists have the back of us because, uh, you know, our reputation is now preceding us. And, uh, it, it's, it's good to, have, word of mouth, as you know, is the best, uh, form of advertisement. And so far, you know, we're hitting it out of the park. Everybody is having great experiences. I would advise anybody listening to check us out on Google, read some of the reviews because, uh, they're truthful. I mean, this is, this is a living room for jazz, um, and living room in, in the sense of like, yeah, you feel like you're at home, but also the music is living in this room. So, um... You know, if, if somebody hasn't been to the club, reach out. My email is manager at uh, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know if you're considering a show. I'd be happy to, you know, ask you a little bit about your uh, musical styling preferences because we're not just, like, you know, left-field uh, experimental jazz, and we're not just, uh, you know, low-key uh, swing style. So we're everything in between. We have blues, we have funk, we had a funk organist. Uh, we have uh, the Delphio Marcellus, who's Winton's brother. Wynton That's Marsalis's right. Brother. He's coming. We just scheduled him for July the 23rd. That's actually, John, a Sunday show that we, we talked about, the rare ones. Um, so he needed a gig for his big, large band of 12 pieces, uh, and we're able to accommodate. So we have him on the books now. Um, so look for these exciting shows to be announced, and like I said, join our email list if you're not on it
0: well i really want to thank you for the good work because the music is always alive and well you know the business side has its challenges and the venues struggle but the music is so rich and the fact that you're part of a new wave of different sounds is really encouraging because audiences are also coming back out of the cave after covid they're going back out Mm. Uh, you know i i just wish the retail scene was a little better for selling music but i think Mm. it's encouraging and i guess you're seeing that too in the audiences and everything so So just stay in touch, Chris Beaudry, uh, from uh, The Side Door. I wish you a great summer, and I look forward to stopping down to catch one of those shows soon. And we'll have you in touch later on as the, as the program goes on. We'll you know, have you back in July and keep things going.
3: That's great. Thanks so much, John. You better take, take care. care.
0: Okay, right-o. right Okay, again, that's the thesidedoorjazz.com is the website, a great venue for music and jazz especially. Okay, we're taking a short musical break here on the home front, and then we're going to have a, a, have a focus with our guests who so are just arriving from the Ashford Arts Council. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
4: There's a place that's near.
0: Okay, I feel like we're in a Marx Brothers film right now, we just took a break for some music and we have guests here from the Ashford Arts Council to finish off the show today. <coughs> Pardon me while I choke to death. I hope you're doing okay out there with the smoke in the air. Have you noticed you can taste the air out there? Oh, it's terrible. I know in New York City they're saying it's like a, the worst air in their history because of how the air is moving in the boroughs down there. Anyway, we're very happy to have a chance to talk to the good folks here. I've, I've had Deb Gag on the show many times over the years, and you have a lot of good things to update us on. So let yes. me let you get right to it.
5: Sure. Okay, uh, first of all, um, the Ashford Arts Council has changed its name to the Ashford Area Arts Council. Um, I noticed that, Yeah, yes. because we have members from beyond Ashford. So we're representing many, many towns in Connecticut. Uh, right now we have a members show going on at the Vanilla Bean Cafe in Pomfret. I saw that. Yeah, we have, let's see, about 22 different artists with many different media on display there. And it's a show and a sale. And I've heard that several pieces have sold already. So uh, it's it's been a success so far, and I hope it continues to be so. It will be there for the entire month of June. And the Vanilla Bean Cafe has been a great supporter of the arts. They don't ask for a commission. They don't take anything from any of the artists that display there.
0: Yep, they support live music, too. It's they a great support venue. live
5: music, yes.
0: Very community-minded. Mm-hmm.
5: And then we have an event coming up, a beautiful event. It's our second annual Summer's Palette at Westford Hill Distillers in Ashford. A beautiful location on a historic piece of property uh, where Lou and Margie Chady um, create fantastic brandies and gin and vodkas and all sorts of great things. And they are going to be making a specialty drink for that day. Um, But we have about 27 different um, artists. uh, Very nice. Yep, and canopies outside, um, including Dan and Jane Ratcliffe, and they can talk about their booths. Oh, yes. Um, And then we also have performances all day long, starting at 10.00. With the Quiet Corner Fiddlers, um, and then also uh, uh, poets throughout the day. And there's a group called Font and Pen, and they recently published a book of their poems and stories. And uh, each person from that um, poetry group is going to read throughout the day at different times. And then the Babcock Babcock Hornet Band is going to play at 11:15. Um, And then a musical artist named Mike Pavone, and then uh, more poetry, and then Don Jacobowski is going to play music. Uh, And then we're going to end the day at four o'clock. Mike South is going to play guitar from three to four.
0: That's really nice, you know, yeah. how you had mentioned Fronted Pen. We you know, mm-hmm. we just had people on from the Coventry Arts Guild and they have their series of poetries. Yes. And they're getting a lot of people interested to come and they're mm-hmm. actually reading and getting up there and putting their work out. Yes. So it's nice to see all across the state writers are coming mm-hmm. out. So maybe we'll try to get some of those writers on mm, the show. That's that would a good be idea. nice. Yeah. yeah. So let's bring Dan and Jane in though right away, because you're here for a very special reason besides your regular work. How, how are you helping in terms of the booths, and what kind of art are you working in uh, to add to the day's events?
6: Uh,
0: Take it away, Jane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that cute.
6: Uh, I'm a fused glass artist. Uh, I started nine years ago. Uh, we're snowbirds. So we're in a wonderful community in Florida where uh, the art community is huge. Um, and I started taking fused glass down there uh, nine years ago. In, We're part of
0: Florida, by the way. We're
6: in Northport, in a place called La Casa. And uh, two years after I started, I became one of the instructors. <laughs> so I've been uh, a teacher down there ever since.
5: She has a booth of her fused glass work. What kinds of things will you have in your booth, Jane? Um,
6: I have a variety of things. I do things like coral bowls out of glass. Um, Mm -hmm. I like to do art pieces, which are hanging pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I'm amazed by the ability of art to change and mold into things.
5: Her work is absolutely
6: beautiful. Thank
0: you. And you know, it's not getting abstract. I like to ask every artist who's doing something, Out of all the forms of art that you could have chosen, something drew you to glass and this compound compared to other materials. What is that that works for you as an ongoing physical relationship?
6: Um, I'm a former teacher, and I think with glass, it's a continuum. I learn something every time I do it. Um, Different uh, ways of dealing with it, how Mm -hmm. it, it molds together how it fuses in the kill. I never know exactly mm. what's going to come out of the kill until I do it, which is exciting for me. Uh, Some of the techniques.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Dan, how are you helping out now? Are you working behind the scenes or, or are you also involved with creating art?
4: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a potter. Mm-hmm. So I've been, again, I I started, I got interested in this uh, as a child and didn't come back to it till I retired. So I've been doing this about, nine or ten years full bore and um uh, i teach also in in florida and i i just love it it's it's like a it's a new opening for me it's 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 my new job and i i love going to work every day Um, i love potting it's it's just been a lot of fun
5: so dan will have a booth there as well and um i have to also let you know that i have um at least one of um I have at least one of Dan's pieces, and Mm the one I use the most is it's a uh, serving uh, bowl that is uh, thrown with an outer edge. So I put my guacamole in the middle, and then the chips on the outside. And we just used it last night. uh, (laughs) uh, So it's you know the things he makes are very useful, and uh, I know that he's going to also be in our holiday artist market as Jane will. in November yeah later and there's right. somebody that comes every time and adds to her collection of pieces that she buys from Dan,
4: Dan. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's good so, yeah it's a lot of fun I love it and I like to I like to make things that are useful that can be used in the home I'm not I'm not an abstract kind of a potter I like to make things you can use so,
0: kind of functional things yeah, in some absolutely. way right yep. yeah Well, Deb, I wanted to ask you, too, because you've been involved for several years with the organization, for the membership overall, are are you seeing any changes of membership? Are you looking for new members now? Of course, you're always looking for new members, but I mean, are there any things you've noticed about areas of interest when people come in, new areas for the art community?
5: Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, we um, recently brought in some um, new artists um, who, well, one of them, uh, creates these really interesting dot paintings that are reminiscent of uh, Australian or Aboriginal hmm. art. Um, we have uh, photographers that have recently come in um, Writers, musicians, mm-hmm. and we do have some new officers that are going to be taking over uh, from people who are leaving. Oh yeah! And uh, what's nice is we're getting some younger people signing on, which that's <laughs> is important. Is yeah, very important. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have a new uh, chair. Um, I'm stepping down as chair. That'll be Nancy Bunnell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to have a new treasurer uh, and a new. Um, um, events coordinator and scholarship uh, person um so yeah we're excited about the new membership but mostly today i wanted to, pr- yeah. to promote this uh, june 24th event at so- summer's palette you betcha at westford hill distillers out in ashford um and uh, another great thing about this with the rain date of the 25th, the next day, is that we're going to have art supplies for people. And we did so last year as well. So people can take watercolors, paints, and, and paper and brushes and go sit on the property. Have you been there? Yes. Isn't beautiful? It, it is beautiful? Lovely. It Oh, is my God. Lovely. It's so gorgeous. Well, last year was our first time holding this event. We had over 400 people come
0: congratulations
5: very successful so um and that am... was just
0: after things began to open up after covid a year ago was different than yeah now. yes wow 400 yeah.
5: congratulations yes. yeah. yeah and we're also going to have a table there um the pollinator pathway group is going mm. to be um talking about what they do I th- last year they gave away some uh, native plants um so it's going to be a sort of a multimedia event with um, a lot of different artists a lot of different media and then also the the poetry and the music and then the pollinator pathway group Um, so yeah it's going to be pretty amazing
0: now i just want to mention the website because each group is building out their website i remember when you first joined in that it had just launched you were still building it out And it's uh, AshfordArtGuild.org. No, AshfordArts.org.
5: Exactly.
0: AshfordArts.org.
5: (laughs) AshfordArts.org. So how can
0: people stay in touch, and what kind of background do they have there for people to learn?
5: Uh, Well, on the website, uh, we have a gallery of our artists, um, where people can actually go to that, and you know, if they're looking for gifts for Father's Day or whatever, or just to look. Right. Um, It also states, you know, upcoming programs uh, and events. Uh, But we also have a Facebook page, Ashford Arts Council Facebook page, which is very active. We get several hundred people um, viewing what we post there um, every week, and um, I like to share different art events that are happening in our area and promote different artists. For example, the art and garden tours this weekend. So I've definitely been promoting that on the Facebook page. Yeah. So Ashfordarts.org will also have um, the membership um, form. anybody wants to go to that and Mm -hmm. and, uh, send in the membership form it's thirty dollars to be a member and what our mission is is to support all of the arts and to bring the arts to the community and uh, we've been very actively doing that
4: okay
3: yeah Mm
0: -hmm. maybe I should mention too because it's coming up this weekend is that uh Devin mentions the art and garden tour Mm -hmm. that's for Mansfield Wellington, and Coventry that area and if you go to artgardenct.com, you can get more information about the artists and their locations. Mm-hmm. And then in the fall, of course, the open studios, the whole region opens up.
5: That's right. For
0: everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and thank you very much for the good work you're doing. And you, know, you. Also, congratulations on all your years as chair. Thank you. I talked to you several years. In yeah. Did class. you
5: know I received an award this year? No. The Community Service and the Arts Award. So that, that was a great thing to hear. Who have. gave you that award? Uh, that was given out by uh, the Wyndham Arts.
0: Wyndham Arts, well, mm-hmm. congratulations. We'll so be in touch as the work goes on. You just change your hat. <laughs>
5: That's right. right. I should say though right. that Dan and Jane are also, they're not in the Art and Garden Tour, but they're part of the C- Connecticut Open House Day, right. which is this Saturday, the Saturday, the Saturday of the Art and Garden Tour. So you can go to their place and tour their garden, which is amazing and also see their studios in so, ashford
0: so where are your folks located and maybe if you have a website or a facebook page people sure. can follow up go right ahead
4: good ahead. so yeah we're, we're at 49 lakeview drive in ashford right and my website is dan dot com
0: okay r-a-c-k-l-i-f-f-e rackliff
6: and okay. mine is jane dot fuseglass.com
4: Okay. Keep it easy. There you go.
0: (laughs) Well, I wish you a good season ahead. Thank you. And I look forward to staying in touch, Devin. Thanks for inviting
5: me.
4: You betcha. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Okay. So that's how we're going to wrap up this week. If you'd like to be involved, we have three slots each week, and we're booking all the way through the summer. Just send an email to john at humanartsmedia.com, and we'll be happy to have you on a future show. In the meantime, thanks for sharing your time, and have a great week.